0: In a world where the internet is filled with trash-talking 12-year-olds. One website stands out as a safe haven of decent human behavior. Co-Optimus. Oh yeah! Co-Optimus, your prime
1: source for co-op gaming.
0: Hello folks and welcome back to the Co-op the Cats. It's episode number 129, Monday, August the 18th, 2014. The crew's back after, I guess it's been a month? Three weeks? I think it's three weeks. Not quite as long as... Our, our, usual, break. Yeah, our <laughs> usual break. Uh, hopefully we'll be doing these a little more often now that we're getting into the uh, the fall season and there'll be more games and news and everything else. And There's actually some pretty decent stuff to talk about today. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been playing, and uh, let's start with Mike. He's he's got a theme going on there, I guess.
2: In, in I've been playing all fantasy d- games d- all the time. Dark, dark fantasy. Hey, games. bro, you like yeah. swords?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do.
2: So actually, not on my list. Uh, I actually played through the uh, PT yesterday. The uh, playable Silent Hill. Uh, Pant shitting terror game. So that, that stands uh, which for. Which is, it's actually really good. If you have a PS4, you really should play it because it's. I don't get. I don't really get scared with games. Uh, even like really scary games that are super tense for a lot of people, it doesn't really bother me too much. And this one actually, uh, got to me, which is surprising. I, I can only name a handful of games that have done that, so it's highly recommended. If you want like the real experience,
3: turn off the lights and put on a pair of headphones, and then, yeah, void your bowels all over your sofa.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, stream it to a device on the toilet, I guess. So
0: is it is it just jump scares or is it like, no freaking no scary? That's, no, it's that's the thing that they do really almost,
2: well. Almost none of it is jump scares. There are there are a handful of them, and okay. one of them is just. I don't know. There, there's, I don't want to spoil it, but one of them is definitely way worse than any of the others.
0: Okay, um, interesting.
2: Uh, but th- yeah, I'll, Jason will probably talk about it a little bit more. Uh, but I have uh, decided that I'm going to put my Vita to good use because I really don't have much else uh, to play at the moment. I think we're all kind of in the same boat where we're kind of backlogging and uh, biding our time until video games actually start coming out. Um so uh on the vita I've been playing Dragon's Crown because yeah. they, the the vita version of that just got um released as a PS Plus free title and I already had it on PS3 but uh, I thought I'd give it another go and Nice starting over in that game once you actually kind of understand it cuz it's it's a straightforward brawler until it's not like there's a lot of weird puzzly things and and uh you know your ability like you kind of blindly put points into abilities that may or may not be useful but since i got to start over i played as a different class that i i i thought looked a little more interesting based on on my play time so sounds like dark souls yeah 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 <laughs> uh and uh also i've been playing uh soul sacrifice delta uh i was I really liked the original Soul Sacrifice, and I played a bunch of it, and then I I think something else came out pretty quickly after it, so I didn't get to put as much time in it as I wanted to, and then I I saw that uh, Delta was on, Delta's kind of, it's like a bunch of expansion content and quality of life improvements um, released as a separate game, and so I saw it was on sale for about fifteen bucks, so I I picked that up and have been you know starting over and it's it's a uh, it's it's pretty fun. I mean it's like it's Monster Hunter without all the bullshit. You know, essentially you you're tasked with going and killing something, and you're just dropped right into a big boss arena, and you kill you know sometimes you'll be killing a bunch of smaller mobs or or you'll be having a ten or fifteen minute fight against a, a huge monster that has. Multiple, you know, body parts you can target and combo against, and it's uh, super fun. And that game has four-player co-op, uh, so that's it's it's pretty fun. If you got if you got fifteen bucks to spare and a lot of time, I'd definitely recommend it. It's it's one of the most unique things on the Vita, uh, and uh, well, I Jason and I are you know we finished our run through of Dark Souls Two. Yay! Um, now we're on the DLC, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> we were doing really well yesterday. We, you know, we had, uh, you know, we were but rolling through, and then
3: F dragons.
2: Well, no, I mean before that, F dragons. I, mean, I wish we were streaming it because Jason was like, "I'm gonna kill this guy," and I dodged and I, I, I pulled a lock. <laughs> he he just he dodged and fell into a bottomless pit. Yeah, of course. Oh, and I fell. then uh, uh, I fell later. Several minutes later, uh, I opened a trap chest and got speared through the face because I had the camera turned around.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I had the camera turned around watching Jason because he was pulling uh, a couple of mobs to deal with them, and I didn't want to get hit by anything, and then I got killed. <laughs> so no, that was that was pretty great.
3: The great part was just me sitting there, like, paying attention to the mobs, and I hear this, whook, 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 the sound of, like, three shots to the face of Mike. I turn around and be like, oh, you're dead. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so we we rolled through that. Uh, we killed the, we both killed the the first boss in the DLC and moved on to the dragon and f dragons. I am, I, I'd like to think I'm pretty okay at playing Dark Souls at this point, and I have never been able to fight any of the dragons in any they're way they're resembling not, they're not easy. skill. They're not easy. I know they're not easy, but it's like like uh, the the black dragon in uh, the Dark Souls one DLC. Like, that was just, that was like, that was like one of the few bosses where I'm like, I I have to summon help because there's no way I'm going to do this on my own. Um, and th- this felt pretty similar. You got a huge arena and a big-ass dragon that wants to, you know, fuck up your world. Yep. And he did. Uh, both by landing on me and torching uh, my face with poison flyer, poison fire. And, uh, yeah, generally it is a bad time all around. <laughs> uh, but Dark Souls is awesome. It is. And now and now beating the core game is checked off my bucket list. Bring on Bloodborne, I say. Nice. Bring
3: on New Game Plus.
2: I'll, sh- I'll snap son. Ouch. We we gonna we gonna roll New Game 2
3: Yeah, man. As soon as we get through all the DLC, we gotta wait <laughs> till the end of September.
2: Yeah. That's
0: alright, it'll probably be the end of September before we beat that dragon. <laughs> so so Jason, other than Dark Souls two, what have you been playing?
3: Um I've i played through PT, kinda of mentioned that before, um, and I agree with Mike. It's it's a great horror game, um, that if this is if this is even like a fraction of what they're gonna do with Silent Hills, um I think they've gone back to a formula that works for that genre and something that i think would be really interesting to do with it as opposed to what we've seen over the past few years with it where it's just been like hey let's use stuff from the movies and like that i mean it's a cool effect like the air raid siren and the walls melting like you go back you watch the movie it's a really cool effect it's a really cool world that they set up for the movie it doesn't work so well though for the games as much because there's more going on in the games. Like, I mean, the one thing that I've always read about them, uh, why people like the second one so much, is that it wasn't so much about a necessarily straight up horror game as it was like a psychological horror. I mean, the representations of the monsters are manifestations of <laughs> the main character's psyche. And so they have, Which is why
2: enemies from that game appearing in other games makes no sense. <laughs> right.
3: So, I mean, like, there's meaning to it. And then the other games are just like, ah, we'll just toss all this stuff in because people really liked it. It's like, well, that doesn't really, what they liked about it was the way it was done. And it's, what they're showing so far doesn't have, like, these aren't monsters that are representative and there really aren't actually even any monsters. Um, but they're not representative of, eh, that means, yeah, eh, eh. <laughs> But um, so it's, I, I, it's, it's a representation of what you hear from the environment, like what the story... Like, if you just stop and you let yourself kind of take in some of what's there, there there's a lot of background to the environment itself, and that sets so, up what you experience.
2: So what it is, someone... I, I, I'm cribbing this from someone else, just nailing it on the head. Uh, P.T. is basically gone home if it actually was a horror game, like it kind of presents itself as. Like there is, it is nothing but environmental storytelling, and it's told via a single hallway and two doors.
3: And that's it, it's, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's it. You'll that be terrified all, of hallway by is, this, and the game is scary as fuck. So, hmm. I, so I definitely think you should uh, take a take a take a look at it
3: and i say this take a stab at it get through as far as you can and then don't feel bad about going and looking up some solution because they have some real just absolute bs puzzles towards the end of the thing um they they do a pixel hunt which is never good and even like the best of games and and this a game like this where you're like high tense and stuff like that it just makes it that much more frustrating And, and one of the
2: puzzles involves the options menu
3: yeah and then, so, like <laughs> the very final puzzle, I mean, like I appreciate the fact that they didn't want this to be necessarily an easy reveal, but it was sort of like they really obscured the solution to it. It's like how you even stumble upon it beats the hell out of me because I couldn't even think of how you know how would some person think to do this and then do this and then if you follow it up with this, you know, it's 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 nothing that's uh, readily apparent from just plain what they have there. But um, definitely check it out.
2: Um, yeah, lock from... especially. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh... Once your Once your PS4 arrives with Destiny.
1: Oh yeah. I'm so stoked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from that, I played a little bit of Road Not Taken, which was on PS Plus for this month. Is that that puzzle um, game? Did you like that? Yeah. What's that all about? I, I, I go back and forth. Like I wasn't really I think I like sure it. about what it was, and then I kind of like, okay, I get what it is. Okay. Can, can you explain what it is though? Because sure I
1: don't know what it is.
3: It's a rogue puzzle game, Okay. so like you go across a f- few different screens, and you have the ability to pick things up and move them, like trees, or creatures, or, uh, and what you're trying to do is rescue children who are out there <laughs> in the cold. Um, so you can pick them up, and then you can also fling them, and basically when you fling them, they go in a straight line out from you until they hit another object, Something. or they go to the next screen because you can clear screens. Um, So the puzzle elements of it are, you know, each time you go to a new screen, you're either going to have to um, get the children to the mothers that are there or do that and also try and align a few different objects (laughs) to open up a new path or just open up a new path.
2: Right. It's if Triple Town was a roguelike. Like it has, okay, like if okay. you've ever played that, that uh, weird no, puzzle yeah. game. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, I know what you're talking about. Alright. No
2: the other thing it has is there's so you can move stuff out of the way, like you you need to put three trees together to open a door. But you can also do stuff like if you have a log and you combine it with another log, you make fire. Okay. Or if you, and take three you can wood you can craft spikes. different things in the environment by combining them and it's interesting, but the control—the way everything is c- controlled—bothers me heavily. <laughs> like the uh, the side. So if I approach something and I pick it up, I have picked it up from the side that I came to it from. So if I'm to the left of it, you pick it up. I pick it up. It's held to my right, and I can never throw it any other way but right. Weird. So like, you have to really oddly plan your moves like if you could just rotate the thing around you the difficulty in the game would be almost erased
3: and I'm sure that's probably why they have it set up that way so it you know because the other part of it is when you pick stuff up and move with it it reduces like your energy mana bar for you know lack of anything else And so when that mana bar goes away then
2: you pass out
3: or Got die it. or whatever and so, you start
2: the entire game over because roguelike
3: exactly so um so yeah so you can pick stuff up you can walk with it for a little bit it does drain your energy by doing so so it's sort of you have to plan it out carefully that if you are going to pick this up and move a few steps this way so you can fling it at something so you can get around to another side of it is that the right way and you can't you know later on like the first couple of levels it's pretty generous but later on you have to really be careful about how you're using your energy so it's interesting it's it's you know it's a very different kind of a game. There's a lot of different elements at play. Um, it's tough for me to really recommend one way or the other. Uh, it's free like, right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're a PS Plus member, I mean, it's worth checking out. Um, Tycho, actually, from Penny Arcade, had a really good post about it and, and talking just about how there's so many different systems at play. It's the kind of game that someone who really enjoys diving deep into games. Is going to have a great time with it. For a lot of other folks, they'll just get turned off right away, probably. And I think that's a fairly accurate summation of it. Um, aside from that, I briefly, because it just arrived today, picked up uh, Diablo Three: Ultimate Evil for the PlayStation Four. <sighs> Did you guys see Nick's played...
1: stream of that, or like his recording of that in 60 FPS? It, no, it's, oh, it's beautiful. It's butter.
3: It, it, yes, it's...
1: <laughs> it almost sold me
3: a copy of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. It's it's very interesting going from the PC version to the console version and there's I really wanted to pick it up and play it like a twin stick shooter, and I was like, why am I rolling? Why am I dodging? What is this dodge thing I suddenly have the ability to do? But once I kind of got comfortable with the controls, um I really like it. I don't I, I didn't feel like I would. I didn't feel like this would be a game that I would say It can go beyond the click, 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 click sort of mouse thing, but it plays really well. And they've even kind of arcaded it up a little bit. So, you know, in the the PC version, at least the last time I played it back in June or whenever, um, if you got multiple, like, destructible objects in the environment, right, and you get a little chain of those going, um, it gives you, like, a little bonus XP, just flat-out bonus XP. In the console version, if you do that, it actually gives you a boost to speed for a limited time. So you actually move faster. If you use the environment traps to kill enemies and you kill so many of them, you actually boost your resource regeneration for a brief time. So they've built systems into it to make it even more sort of, rather than just go around and kill everything, it's like use what's there or destroy objects to kind of help boost yourself, which is an interesting way to kind of...
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely built for speed overall. Like you're always like the the things that you get are trying to entice you to go through it faster. Like the the white globes give you double damage now almost every time, right? Instead of uh, refilling whatever your your thing is for your character. So it, you know it's it's kind of making you fight through through the monsters faster. And like you said, the the speed bonuses and. Uh, the one thing I really like is on the, the massacres that you that you do, your, you know, your combos, more or less, there's a nice little ticking uh, rope there, or a, a, like a burning rope, to show you uh, what the hell is how that, long uh, you yeah. have until it, it, it falls off again, and you can keep it going, keep it going, and kind of uh, keep that up. Yeah. Um,
3: and that gives so. you then an experience multiplier now, instead sort of a flat out, you know... And I I think it looks like it's at the end of it. So, like, if you go through and you kill a bunch of enemies, once you start that going, it starts keeping track of what enemies you kill. And Mm. then at the end of it, it drops a bonus of however much time's experience, like 1.5 or 1.75 or two times experience on all those.
2: Cool. Yeah. And it's got awesome couch co-op. Yeah.
3: It does, yeah.
2: Like, like, I'm assuming, well, I've only played it on the PS3. Uh, last year, but uh, and the couch co-op in it is just—it's—it's it's great. Yeah, that, that... keeping everybody to a single screen actually works to its advantage, rather than when you play co-op on the PC and everyone can just spread out. Yeah, yeah it keeps everyone focused. It doesn't let you do some of the wonderful hacks that people figured out about adventure mode on the PC, but um, I guess we'll see. I'm—I'm I'm mostly interested in it because they—they they said it's going to start receiving the same patches as the PC. Ooh. So like as yeah. new features roll out on the PC, it will eventually make its way to the console
3: for the Xbox one though, right or did they announce that for the PlayStation 4 too? Uh
0: it's one of them. I don't remember which one. The one the Xbox the Xbox one they made a big deal about, but I th- I think it's both actually that are that are getting that. Um so yeah. What, by the way, what I thought we were going to stream before this podcast, yeah, what happened?
3: I life happened. I had to go run some errands. We can try again tomorrow, though.
2: All right. Maybe maybe I'll pick it up and we'll all play.
0: Sounds good. So maybe. I did. I did actually stream a little bit before the podcast, and we had a few people watching and walk through some of the new things. Right. Anyway, what else have you been playing? Anything else, Jason?
3: Uh, that's pretty much about it, aside from Dark Souls.
0: Okay. Mr. Locke, what about you? Um, playing some Dragon's Crown
1: because I didn't play that yet. And it's a pretty fun brawler. Uh, again, I'm in, because I'm new to it, I don't really know what I'm doing in with regards to skilling and that sort of thing. But I figure, kind of play through it, figure it out. It's beautiful. I mean, I like the style of vanilla games and um, not a ton of brawlers out right now, so I'm definitely enjoying Dragon's Crown. I haven't Played it enough to run into the grind yet, so we'll see what happens after I've played for a couple couple more hours and see how I if it, if I keep enjoying. It. I'm I'm curious to see what happens and what that the the feedback loop on that game is like. So, um, yeah, the grind is weird. Yeah, it seems weird. Um, playing lots of Dota, playing some War Machine tactics because they sent out beta keys for that. Um, Sweet, that's a pretty cool game. I um I had the benefit of playing the tabletop game at PAX once and I had like there's a handler there or like probably an employee of I'm not, not too sure he knew what he was doing with regards to the game he might have been from Privateer Press or something like that but um, that game's cool it's got a really cool uh, Warhammer alternative Warhammer feel to it <clears throat> Warhammer 40k that is uh, because there's like Space Marines but they like feel like musket men guys uh and it's your your sort of standard standard strategy rpg with each you have you get a, an army and you have a, a certain amount of points allotted to that army and these war machines obviously take up more points than say just an infantry man so it is very similar to the table or to the tabletop game uh, both like war machine more machines as well as this happens in uh, Warhammer where you you base your team around say you have 30 loadout points and you maybe one team has like four mechs and only like four guys but this other team only has two mechs and the other guy has like 12 guys so that's how the the kind of team is structured there's four different races um with very very different units it's pretty cool And in terms of playability, I mean, it plays really well so far for beta. I mean, you are, I I played the campaign, I haven't done a versus match yet, but uh, first couple levels get you into it, giving you, being like, hey, this is how you use an ability and holds your hand, which is is good for this type of game because there are a lot of systems in place and a lot of things going on um, with regards to positioning and that...
3: So, sorry, keep going. No, no, I was just
1: going to say with regards to, like, positioning and making sure your guys are facing the right way and that sort of thing. They have a lot of uh, UI things to clean up. But, of course, being in beta and all, that, I I'm, would hope that that would come later.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I, is, I haven't died back into it, although I've seen it, again, update recently. But um, have they fixed any, like, the graphics thing? Because I know, like, if I let it run at, like, high resolution or whatever like their max settings are it just like chugs uh, and,
1: like, i didn't have any issues on full settings and i played probably for an hour that's constantly so um yeah fun I'll game i mean like i said I, I wanted to see that game i like the idea of tabletop games but i'm not willing to invest time or money into them so i like when they get ported as video games um so yeah this is pretty cool for strategy rpg fans and yeah i'm feeling it i'm, I'm excited to see where this goes
3: with all that they've nice. done with, you know, uh, Dawn of War and all those kinds of things, I'm surprised that this is... There haven't been more effort in, in you know, microtransactions. I mean, mm-hmm. There haven't been more efforts to digitize these tabletop games. Totally. Mike and I would be, like, the first people
1: on board. Yeah, with, like, especially because these games can be put on iPads and Androids and Nexus and that sort of thing. Like... They're, they translate perfectly because you don't need to have split-second decisions, which is, in my eyes, the most important thing with a, mo- right. a mobile game. So that means board games, card games, tabletop games all translate really well. So um, that's War Machine Tactics. Check it out. They sent out their beta <laughs> codes. Uh, the other thing is Shadowrun Online, uh, which we're going to stream shortly um, when we find a hot yeah. hot date. Um, very different... I found it very different from just the Shadowrun,
2: the remake that came out. What is that? Returns. Yeah, yeah. I only played it very briefly. Yeah, um, just to make sure, make sure it worked, and we will hook up soon. (laughs) We we Um, bet we will. To me, it felt a little, I guess, a little XComy, at least, least right at first.
1: I felt it. It Um, was a little light. And again, still, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I haven't, I haven't done my homework on the game. I don't know how far along development they are, but it felt super light in terms. Yeah, of... Yeah,
2: no, it's not. I wouldn't say in terms of depth, but in terms of like what it plays like, like yeah, yeah, just the you know the 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 way you know like sprinting will you know eat up all your moves and all that stuff. So yeah, in um, that sense, it
1: definitely plays like XCOM. You have like your three actions, three attacks. Um, and then yeah in terms of you get one move and then you can attack or you can use your full turn for a run Um, they have a couple different they I played like a horde mode a challenge mode and then I also Mm. played like just a mission Um, the mission was pretty cool it was fun it was like go here infiltrate this kill these guys Um, the horde mode was next to impossible they gave you three three heroes or shadow runners to control. And they just had waves and waves of guys coming in. And I think I got through like one wave. <laughs> so we'll see, see Jeez. what happens uh, with that. And, um, but yeah, I'm excited to try the co-op because uh, I think Shadowrun is is, is it's one of my favorite um, IPs. And I don't, I don't feel that there's a ton of great cyberpunk games out there. Um, mm. I mean, the last one we had was, uh, Sitting on my shelf. What the hell is that? What's the one where you can make the weapons feedback syndicate? Uh, the syndicate yeah. re- remake was all right, um, but that was a first person shooter, mind you. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that co op. See what happens again. Um, is that
3: the yeah? Is it the same dev team as Shadow No Run Region? No, it's different. No. It's no. two
1: different games. So they both had yeah, they had I'm, separate kickstarters. So I'm assuming it's two different teams.
2: I, I I used to GM. The pen and paper Shadowrun nice. back in the day. Nice. so I uh, I have a very strong affinity for that IP. Yeah. And uh, I want it to be good. I like Shadowrun Returns well enough, but I I don't know. It, that game felt really sluggish to me. It, it did. Which... I, I think for
1: what how much money they got to make that game, I think they did a really good job. But yeah, again, it's not exactly where I want it to be. I want it. I want... Yeah. Uh, I, and I keep going back to this reference, and I think I want like the engine from Laura Croft: Guardian of Light, but with cyberpunk stuff. Like I think that, in my eyes, is a really cool multiplayer sort of action strategy RPG. So that
2: would be a really cool combination. Would, I would also like uh, CD Projekt's Cyberpunk 2088 to actually <laughs> come, come out, out,
1: yeah, instead of just existing yeah, in the backs it is of our the minds. Same
3: team. Is it? Yeah. Hairbrain, yeah. is it hairbrain Schemes? hairbrain schemes yeah because oh. it's all run they have like a whole shadowrun universe website and it's all catalyst cliffhanger hairbrain schemes oh. under license from yada 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 cool but yeah is
0: Mitch is Mitch Gittleman still involved with all that do you know? uh, not certain I have
2: no idea
1: cool well interesting I'm uh yeah I'm I'm looking for yes he is looking forward to seeing how shadowrun online pans out and will uh yeah like I said we're gonna stream probably within the next week here but other than that yeah just just uh just hanging out playing lots of dota um that's about it cool yeah
0: yeah i mean i i honestly i haven't been gaming all that much a dota match tonight maybe something like that Uh, i played about two hours of diablo 3 ultimate evil edition and then, uh, what did we stream? Last week we streamed that, uh, Dungeons Eye of Draconis game, and... <laughs> How was that? The, speaking of... Yeah, you were talking about Brawler's Block. You should check that out. And, uh, what was the other one we played? Tango Fiesta. Yeah. Did a little bit of that. Both of those bo- bo- early <laughs> access, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, the the Dungeons game was... That oh, was that's released. Right. That, was, that was released. It was but the Tango nice. Fiesta is, like, alpha. So... Um, we they, had issues both with both of them. They both had
2: charm in their own way. Yeah, I saw <laughs> like... I saw
0: that the Dungeons game got like four big patches since launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like a lot of the issues that we had, they, they kind of fixed it. Mostly with like multiplayer desyncs and stuff like that. <laughs> Your, uh, um, there's a
1: quote on the store uh, for Dungeons Eye of Draconis. uh says... Under reviews, I definitely chuckled numerous times and found the humor more than adequate. <laughs> From Optimist
2: <laughs> That's awesome. So I don't know who did that, uh, but
0: it was probably me. No, of when you, I think awesome. nice. like, I posted the news story. Like when I posted our stream. That's what you really want it, to put it, as a box. Got, quote. It's okay. It's
2: got this weird like potty humor and like potty and sex humor vibe that I it, like. Nick sent out the keys. We downloaded it and was like, "We're going to stream this game." I was like, "Right on!" Fired it up and then there's a skeleton with a ball gag.
1: Perfect. At the character yep. select
2: screen and then there's you know like achievements called like Cock Gobbler and a bunch of other All right. really yep. random things. I was like, I was not prepared to uh, encounter this on a live stream. I needed. I probably <laughs> needed to do a little homework before uh, <laughs> just like, coming to that because. That's the kind of humor I specialize in, but when it is presented to me suddenly,
0: I don't. <laughs> I, sometimes I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the game's pretty cool for for the six bucks. It is. It's definitely entertaining. It pl- I like it that. Actually it actually plays pretty well too. Like, yeah, this, we I, I like that. It knows. Desync issues,
2: but. Like, when everything was rolling, it was definitely very much Golden Axe, and yeah. that is exactly what they said they were making, so I, mean, it's, yeah, it's exactly what they said they'd make.
0: Yeah, there, there's one part in it when you're, so you're at, like, the campsite at night, like it is in Golden Axe, and all the little gnomes come, and they try and steal your stuff, but what happens is, as you wake up and you fight them, you set the gnomes on fire, and you kick them into the forest, and then the forest catches on fire, and it turns into this whole big kind of, like, massacre thing, and it's just like, okay. If that's what you want to do for your little, uh, your interlude. Yeah. So, it's, I don't know, like I said, six bucks, kind of funny, cool. three-player online co-op. You could do a lot yeah, worse with six dollars. Yeah, yeah, really, um, so, anyway, let's, let's move on, and let's talk about some of, uh, the news going on, and we'll start with a big one, uh, Evolve is, uh, being pushed out of the fall season this year, and being pushed <sighs> to February of this what? year. What? Or of next year, I should say. Um, So, yeah, there's a slight delay there, which is surprising because um, the game has been doing really well at all the shows. It won a ton of awards at E3. Gamescom Mm -hmm. just ended. It ended up winning the game of show at Gamescom. Um, You know, we played it at E3 and and really liked what we played um, and really liked what they were going to do with it. Uh, So Chris actually posted a pretty interesting editorial about... uh, about the game and whether it can kind of do what left for dead did for co-op gaming uh you know in terms of moving maybe i don't want to say creating a genre but really setting it aside and we already are starting to see some other 4v1 kind of games shadow realms yeah yes so bioware announced a game and it's a 4v1 kind of rpg and uh the fable Uh, one it's the, the same. Table game. Yeah, I'm just so waiting it's, for it's,
3: Randy Pitchford to announce his four v one on Twitter. No, <laughs> it, he
2: already has hobby grade co op. So I mean, <laughs> not, we, he, he's he's way ahead of it. And he also actually on Twitter today, he actually officially said that uh, the next um, Borderlands, the Borderlands pre sequel, is actually going to have every single feature multiplayer wise that Borderlands two did. Not that that should come as a surprise, but it's nice to know. Okay. That's good.
0: Interesting. So yeah, if you're looking for Evolve this fall, uh, that was one of many games that have actually been delayed um, out of, I think that was uh, late October, I think was the original release date, and now it's like February 10th or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not too long. You'll have to wait. Uh, But there'll be other games to play, like... A certain game coming out in just a couple weeks. Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about Destiny and something that was revealed. So,
2: Destiny, um, we've all played it. We've all done, like, the fire team co-op missions and and whatnot. And, uh, you know, kind of, it's a quasi-MMO, I guess. Like, you are either playing with other players or not, and you really don't have a choice unless you unplug your you know, PS4, uh, from the, the internet. And so, uh, one of the things they announced, like with MMO type games, you often wonder what the end game is going to be. Um, because, um, you get, you, you do the big level grind, you complete the story, you do everything there is. And then, all right, now what's there to do and call of duty games, you prestige over and over again. And in, in destiny, they revealed, um, that they have a rating system and, uh, much like any other MMO, raiding is large, larger scale uh, player versus environment content that is hyper challenging, and you need good gear to do. Um, and the interesting thing is that while the rest of Destiny is, you know, you can make a three-player fire team and roll through uh, missions, or you can just encounter other players in the field when you're doing the explore mode and the single-player missions. Um, the rating is going to be uh, six players, so twice as many players, and it is restricted to you inviting friends. Okay. So ra- it will not let you random up to uh, t- to to raid, which is an interesting choice. But you know, we all know that the best part of Halo ever had no matchmaking <laughs> in Firefight. Yeah. There was no matchmaking in Firefight, and that was the that was by far the best time i had with any halo game i would say um so i kind of trust their ability to make something that is awesome uh without matchmaking but um i guess we'll have to see how lo- what the longevity is in destiny to see if that ends up um being opened up to matchmaking feature later on because you know if it was you know any game that has like an in-game friends list You know, if you're trying to organize a group of people and nobody's playing the game, then it's a lot harder to get that going. So if they can keep people in the cycle of playing Destiny, right on.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, six players isn't a ton that you'll have to find. You know, it's not like it's a 10 or 15 player read, so Mm -hmm. it could be doable.
3: Interesting, they are all sold out of the limited and ghost editions of that game across the board.
0: What do you get with yeah.
3: those?
1: Across what do you get with those? Tchotchkes.
3: Tchotchkes. <laughs> I mean, the ghost edition, you get like a little plastic ghost, ghost that lights up. Yeah. Uh, uh, like a map or something like that. Uh, yeah, some it's a lot, a lot of them come
0: with digital goods, too
3: um stuff that like i kept on going back and forth i was like do i really care about this i don't think i really care about this now i'm like well it doesn't matter it's gone <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> makes it easy so uh why don't you jason why don't you tell us about this interesting new feature coming to the playstation 4
3: that's eh, a feature no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh it's it, actually something i think they talked about when the playstation 4 was unveiled yeah, back yeah. In New yeah this York. is
3: something that like for the longest time because they announced it when it what it is is called share play and what it's supposed to be is that it's like a virtual couch for you and your friends so if you know you want to invite a friend to come like watch you play and then maybe they can hop on and play they can kind of take control and play the game for a little bit they can do that and they showed this like like nick was saying like an e3 or whatever
2: when the when the is that console... the ps4 announcement wasn't it yeah i think it was the announcement they, like yeah, showed this
3: feature and i remember when i got it i was just like well, where is it and then it was oh this is not yet installed so they're finally ready to put this out in patch 2.0 when that hits um, so the one thing about it is it does allow someone who does not own the game to jump in and play it if you have it what it sounds like though is that that time will be limited um, we've heard some reports I guess of like an hour basically of play time hmm. so I don't know if that's like an hour of play time and then they're permanently locked out if it's, yeah, you know, it's... you get 60 minutes kind of demo, and then you're done. And if you want it from there, you have to buy it. Or if it's, you know, 60 minutes in a day cycle, it's not really clear yet how they're allowing the sharing to occur. Have um, your
2: friends upvoted on Facebook to get some energy back. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Oh, don't even don't joke make about that. Literally tens of dollars.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Insert your quarters into the front of the PlayStation 4.
2: (laughs) I'm throwing my money at it, and it's not working. (laughs)
3: Um, But, you know, so it'll be interesting to hear what they do more with it, but the idea of it is pretty cool because it allows, um, you know, and and it's something that I would think if if they'd be able to check and see if both people own the game, it allows for some of those games that are local co-op only to actually then essentially have online co-op because i mean they
0: even they use that in their their blog post on the playstation blog and and talked about local co-op games specifically as like an example yeah um so i mean it's obviously had that in mind so hopefully the time limit like you said that's a good point like if you both own it there shouldn't be a time limit on it so this is
2: going to sound like a snide question but i'm honestly curious is are they going to have this work with playstation now
0: like, I rent a game
2: that's to a, play I mean, that's a very good streaming.
0: Yeah. They need to get PlayStation Now working first. Yeah. No, they need to make
2: PlayStation Now not have a fucked up price. They're,
1: yeah. they're working on it. They're working on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. $30 for a game to rent for 90 days costing $10 more than buying, buying the, game the game brand new. Yeah. <laughs> or just
3: that's waiting. Can, yeah, that's kind of messed up. Wait one month and then yeah. it's Did, that price.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of this crap going around. I just saw today, you know, the whole EA Pass thing that was announced. We didn't really talk about it, but EA announced something called EA Pass. Basically, it was five bucks a month, or I think thirty dollars a year. It's EA yeah.
2: Access, isn't it?
0: EA Access. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and you get you get uh, basically access. Right now, it's two older sports titles. You get FIFA 14 or Madden 25 access to battlefield three or four four four. yeah um and then there was one other like peggle or something like that um and then that's called the vault and they're gonna add games to the vault every so often and stuff uh but the big perk was you get early access to the new sports games uh up to five days early uh for instance with madden's coming out in like two weeks so you get Uh, access to Madden five days early and then your progress would transfer over when you purchase the the full version of Madden. Hope you only plan
2: on playing an hour a day. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that's what came out today was
0: the early access is limited to only six hours of playtime, which the people I know that would want that and play Madden play like six hours a day. So, uh, yeah, kind of ruffled some feathers there. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with that and what the... The blowback is well, and I think
2: people are more angry because they already had an existing program that gave pre-release access yeah. to their sports games, a, you know, day a couple days early, and it was unrestricted. So, yeah, I think this is the kind of thing where I think people are making a huge deal out of it, but it's I mean it's a much like PlayStation Now with its mess with all of its problems. These are these are like open betas.
3: Can I ask, I'm really curious, what is the point of re- pre-releasing a sports game?
0: To play it before everybody else. So what? I mean, point. like... That's why everybody wants a game day one, isn't it? To play it, or, or or before day one, they get it a retailer leaks it out early. I'm the only one playing it. Oh boy, look at me. I just, I mean, that's all it is. It, it,
3: but that's one of those things like, it, it doesn't make sense that if you're gonna pre-release, uh, like, there are some games where it's like, okay, you get pre-release and you can get in there and you start playing through the story, or you start doing through stuff before others. For a sports game, which is entirely about like the online aspects, or whatever. So the only people that you're going to be playing with are the people who are really into it, right? Who are really yeah, into I've... let's get into the league mode and everything else with those sports games, right? Yeah. Why not just release it early then? Why not just
2: why why do this whole pre- just release it that day if those are the people? Because already... how else are they going to make you pay thirty dollars a year? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's not just about the online stuff. I've, I've got a lot of friends that they just play to their Madden seasons. Like, they, they'll, they'll play, you know, the Indianapolis Colts from 2014 to 2030, wherever the game ends a franchise, like, over the course of a year. Like, that's what they do. They don't touch the online. The only thing they care about is roster updates and stuff like that. Like there's a good portion of gamers that that's you know that's how they play their sports games and that's good enough for them. So, then, and if, especially if they don't with, care
3: about the online, then why does it matter well, if it comes out three days earlier? Let, or me, let me put this and, into unless a it goes better. onto a weekend. Like if it comes out on a weekend, then I understand because then that's like prime gaming time for, for stuff.
2: Well, so in let me use FIFA as an example. and I think Nick will agree with me here. The biggest game mode in FIFA is the Ultimate Team it is a basically a a mode where you play a whole bunch and you get you buy packs of players and you build a fantasy team and the the better the more packs you open and the more points you've accumulated to open packs the better team you have and that is a game that is a mode that is primarily played online so having the game 6 days early will let you build yeah. a team that will stomp the shit out of a bunch of people that are just playing it on day one. So you can sit there and gloat about how awesome you are. It's like yeah. having... Like if you get Call of Duty or Battlefield a bunch of days early, you unlock all this stuff that no one has yet. You're going to have a competitive advantage. So there is... To the type of person that would want to play it early, there is a very big impetus to do so.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Do they sneak trading card game elements into FIFA?
0: Oh yeah! Okay. It's been there. It's been there for yeah. years. Yeah, FIFA has it. NHL has it. Madden has it. And um, they've
2: had it. Uh, they've had it in some form since the PS2 days.
0: That's why there was <laughs> all so the, the the Xbox hacking stuff was coming from all Fr- the from European FIFA. folks trying to hack accounts to get money to buy the FIFA packs because you can buy it with in-game dollars or you can buy it with real dollars, mm-hmm. and so that that's what that all came from. So
2: ridiculous so yeah
0: <laughs> anyway let's end this. let's end this on a bro note yeah you guys, and Lock, you guys, bros, tell us bros, about bros bros, bros, bros <laughs> tell bro. us about the latest in bro technology
1: uh, well they've enhanced it greatly with a hilarious crossover um, the mighty fine folks at bro force who we talked to at e3. Might have been my favorite interview, because there was <laughs> guitar solos and eagles and American flags. Um, but yeah, they uh, they got a crossover with Expendables, um, because Expendables came out a couple days ago, and uh, they now have a bunch of the cast in Broforce, which is only appropriate because the cast of Expendables is made up of old action stars, so now they're in there. So we got guys like... Jason Statham, um, again, Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren, which is a big one. Um, Rambo is already in the game, but they have um, Sylvester Stallone's character from Expendables in it, who's a different character. Um, Arnold's in there, he's also already in Bro Force, but just different characters. So um, that is available. Uh, you can grab that until the end of the year, which is interesting. It's funny to have a time limit on that, but uh, they have a sort of side DLC uh, set of missions with the Expendables. Or, sorry, Expendabros. Um, so you can grab that on, on Steam, which is available now.
0: Nice. It's fun.
1: I mean, Force is just like... I'm still so surprised that it isn't like fully released yet because it, it's yeah. just like one of those fun games you can hop in play around so i'm just really curious to see what they they change i'm I'm, it's coming out what next may
0: (laughs) or something they said that's that's what they said they were targeting Uh, yeah
1: but i mean when i played it it felt like a finished game so should i play it yes sure yeah yes it is fun tons of fun it is fun and
0: stupid we can we can stream it uh one time here is it is it more fun than mercenary kings Yes. yes, it is way yeah.
1: more. It's way more fast and quick and like
2: Mercenaries yeah. Kings
3: is great for the first few levels until you realize how much you have to grind. Yeah. and then you're like, uh,
2: yeah. I think that was like, yeah, Mercenary Kings was a game I was really looking forward to, and I think it's beautiful. Like all the things I wanted to like yeah. about it, I love. Like it's beautiful, plays exactly like I thought it was going to, and then it's a crafting game, and I was like, I don't really I, I want was to like I didn't materials. I didn't sign
1: up for Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> I like, This is the reason I
2: put down Monster Hunter games, yeah. and now I'm putting down Mercenary Kings. But yeah, so like, even though yeah. the soundtrack is rad and it's beautiful and plays well,
1: same they yeah same theme, but they're on totally different ends of the spectrum in terms of pacing. So. And I prefer. I think I also
2: confuse uh, um, Bro Force with Super Time Force. Those are actually ah. very similar, except yeah. Super yeah. Time Force. I always ha- like, like for some reason. I always whenever I saw screenshots of one, I thought it was the other. Well, they got so. the lo-fi pixel thing going on,
1: but uh, yeah, yeah. But well, those two, I actually prefer over. Uh, um, not what's the one we just talked about? <laughs> the, that forgettable game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost bro said force is great
3: because I, it's just you can get in there you play and like you can play through three levels and it takes you like five minutes yeah. and you're out i almost yeah. said I mean, metal and slug if, and if you die you just restart right away it's just you know but it's perfect it's a great little arcade pick up and play
0: yeah we'll we'll, we'll stream it soon we'll do we'll do a, we'll a bro force night nice so uh, uh quick one quick thing uh co-ops likely to return in the next Mass Effect. They, it was unveiled at San Diego Comic Con. Some details about the game. Uh, the Mako's coming back. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a customizable vehicle. Nice. sounds like your character might have some customization. All right. uh, <laughs> you
2: said Mako and that's like the worst part of any of the Mass Effect games. Oh, yeah, I it'll be
0: interesting to see what they do with that. Um, I, the ending doesn't but, count, Jason. The, the the you know the planet scanning thing was kind of the replacement for that which it was cool to some degree but the mako was more hands-on uh, we'll see what they do again it, that's that's basically all they said they haven't said how it was going to be used or wh- whatever but the big news was a question was asked about multiplayer and they had said uh our focus isn't on competitive it's solely on co-op but that cause it makes, makes so much yep. money <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that
1: mode was
2: not from you. It's your fault. Maker. It was really well received. Like, yeah, it, it shouldn't like it shouldn't have been as good as it was. That. But it, who like it was? I thought it was brilliantly put together. I remember, you know, I gave it a really good review. But you know, it's it's surpri- like part of how good it was was how surprising it it was. Yeah. like it worked. Like I didn't think like the way Mass Effect's combat worked. Especially, you know, having replayed like Mass Effect 1 yeah. and just how clunky everything felt. And then 2 and 3 both progressively became better shooters. And then by the time, you know, they got really good at making shooter, they added the co-op and it just worked really well. And And the fact that everyone's abilities could combo off each other, just it just made the, the tactical stuff really great. I, I think
1: I played Mass Effect multiplayer more than I played Gears of War horde mode, which is... A test, Same here. Yeah, yeah a testament to that like that and I love gears and horde mode was awesome but like there was something about they, they had the the carrot on the stick at that perfect length and you always got a, a new gun or a new character or something in the right amount of time and you got you you had to practice a little bit and get better of it because better at it because it was challenging at those higher difficulties um yep. you know working on silver runs and getting good at that and then you know being able to level up your guys so you can start doing gold runs and actually having to try in that sort of mode whereas yeah other other horde modes kind of like you put down a shield you kind of sit here and do that and it's not too hard so
2: yeah i love mass effect yeah
0: discourage turtling
2: which is yeah. what other horde modes encourage exactly
0: yeah yeah so that's good news uh We didn't have any big feature discussion to talk about. I threw down uh, an editorial I had written about uh, free-to-play games and kind of how they're finally, I think, being taken more seriously. I think uh, think quite a few companies have figured it out, how to make a good free-to-play game and not gouge gamers and make people want to spend money.
3: Maybe you Uh, do. It's a win for you. It's not a win for me.
0: If your (laughs) free-to-play game is like Path
2: of Exile or Dota 2, you're you're doing it right. You're going to win. If your free-to-play game is like Candy Crush or, I don't know, Candy Crush Saga or Clash of Clans or a lot of the stuff on iOS, you're a price-grabbing asshole, and your company should be ashamed of itself. (laughs) You're preying on children at that point.
0: Children. It's kind of interesting. I you know I started the article out with some quotes from uh, John Romero because he's been in the news lately. But he he had some interesting points about how uh, you know back in the '90s the shareware thing kind of took off mm-hmm. and a lot of companies did that you know giving away a piece of it for free and then uh, you know you could buy the the full thing essentially and, and very few free to play games really follow that model where they lock you out of the content but this is kind of the new equivalent of it like if you can get the game in people's hands then the chances of them actually spending money for you is greater than putting up the paywall immediately like in the beginning that's kind of, that's kind of the point of that right Just Don't don't block them out give them access and eventually the people are going to come so i i think there's you know we went through where's the list on here we had a good i'd say 10 free-to-play games and almost all of them had co-op and i think are decent the ones we listed uh, dota 2 hearthstone which is rumored to be getting a co-op adventure mode uh warframe uh which jason i know you're a pretty big fan of yep. and they did pr- they've done a pretty good job they, you know some of the stuff might have been a little too grindy but uh more or less um what you have access to is a ton of content um you know the game, the, the "quote unquote" story itself, and things like that. Well, and
3: they keep expanding upon it now that they've got what that freaking like space, outer combat, space combat mode going.
0: Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, Is that, yeah, that, that video was drop. like
1: um, I saw. I don't think it's yeah, out yet. Did they just announce the... that
0: today? I think it they're... was announced at Gamescom oh, okay. apparently, but we we missed it. But uh, yeah, that's that's looking slick. So yeah, there's gonna be some co op space combat. It looks like. Uh, Oh, when I saw the video for it, it reminded me of like uh, what, what was the? There's a PC game. Uh, oh God, Mike, you you played it and you, you thought it was pretty decent. Where you kind of like you, you kind of transform between the, the, the ship and the and the robot and. Oh God, it's gonna drive me nuts. Anyway,
2: it's not Strike Suit.
0: Yeah, a little bit like Strike Suit. It's like that kind of kind of combat. Oh
2: God, what is it? Now I'm now it's gonna bother me. It was free to play.
0: No, 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 not the not the space combat game, but th- that wasn't free to play. But that's just kind of what the Warframe thing looked like. a little oh, bit. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, it was it was Strike Suit Zero. Yeah, that you. It, it was a, a flight, you know, basically a space combat flight sim. Then you would transform to a Gundam and shoot millions of rockets out.
0: Yeah, that game yeah. is pretty so,
2: cool, but hard as hell.
0: Yeah, like the Gundam mode in that looks like what Warframe's doing with the space combat. So
2: so it's like Zone of the Enders.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, so, also on the list, Hawken, uh, which we've played mm-hmm. a couple times and really enjoying that. Uh, Planetside 2 is one I've really been kind of itching to try. I've heard lots of good things. People saying uh, the combat, and that's pretty fun. And it's just huge, massively multiplayer online battles and stuff like that. Um, Path of Exile, Mike, you, you know, you've I been... I love here. the crap out of that game. That game is... Saying good things about it for a long time, and they've been doing a really good job of, they just, I guess...
2: They, they just announced their second expansion.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, Team Fortress 2 is obviously one of the, one of the bigger PC games that kind of started that. It was, it was a pay-for-play game, uh, but then they went free to play thanks to hats, and the whole thing took off. And then everybody's like, well, look at what Val's doing. Maybe they can, maybe we can do it too, uh, and then, of course, League of Legends, uh, raking in the big bucks there too so and that lots was, of
2: that was another game that converted from retail box to free to play right uh, i believe so like didn't yeah. league originally come as a full product i think so
0: yeah i think so um so yeah i mean that's like 10 games right there, there there's tons of others we have you, there's a there's a tag on the site if you're searching for for games for just finding games that are free to play we keep them tagged and um
2: I you know stuff like even if you want to expand out into MMOs, I mean quality MMOs like yeah. like the Old Republic, you know that's free to play yeah. now.
0: Yeah, and there's some big ones coming. I'm just pu- pulling up the list. Uh, we have like Fortnite's coming from Epic, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of their their Minecraft action sort of a game. Uh, there's some other good ones like Marvel Heroes. I've heard some pretty decent things about that. It's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what else we got here? So- sins of a dark age i don't know what that is there's the new settlers game that was uh that came out not too long ago turn-based online stuff you got your war faces your can you show me the, your war oh, face nick yeah uh yeah there's air mech arena which just came out mm-hmm. on uh, xbox 360 um, that's kind of turn base. I think it's turn based like mech combat kind World of things. World of Tanks, uh, that's free to play. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. World of Tanks is huge. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I've got a couple friends. I got a couple. I, there's a couple people I know that don't really game that play World of Tanks. It's it's kind of weird. Like they'll ask me. They're they're like, oh, I hear you you play games. We play World of Tanks. Okay, what else do you play? No, we just play just World, World of, of Tanks. tanks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, wargamingnet
2: .net's got that giant ass booth at E3 and packs all the they, time. Someone's there got, a got lot to. Of yeah, someone's got, got to be funding that. Yeah.
0: They uh, let me let me pull the press release quick because they had they just announced a pretty yeah here it is they just reached a hundred million registered players huh. uh, across all of their console, PC, and mobile. And, so. and
2: think of the free to play the common free like to play stats that's like one to two percent actually put money in. Uh, yeah, actually put a reasonable amount of money in. And yeah. 100 million, 2% of that, those are yeah. 2 million people spending dollars yeah. on your game. Yeah, constantly. yeah,
0: it's, it's pretty insane, but, but it works, and uh, hey, it's the few funding the many, I guess, and if that's what it takes to get more people into gaming and to play games, yeah. so be it. Uh all right, let's move on. And we had an interesting voicemail. I don't know if you guys listened to it. I did link it in the, uh, the Lane show notes. from Illinois. Hey. Yeah, Elaine from Illinois. Let me pull up. The... Yeah, hey, that's a new
1: guy.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, Not that we don't
3: appreciate a... you, Roy from Philly.
0: <laughs> he had a he had a, it was a different kind of a voicemail because he had a, a, it's a kind idea of general for... voicemail. <laughs> yeah. An idea for a, a co-op game. It wasn't anything specific, but rather a play style or, or an option. And basically his idea was to, uh, I guess take the average of the controllers being used in the game and make that what happens to the character on the screen. Jesus so, Christ. It's like Mario party. So I was thinking about it and, and there's certain games. This actually kind of happens in already, or at least, uh, I like I'm thinking of Ro- examples. Okay. Robotron 2084. The, uh, the re-release of that which sound like it was out on xbox live arcade and i think they put out a pc version but in that uh, one player would control the movement while the other player controlled the, the shooting direction so you had to have some coordination between the two you can never directly affect both um things but having the two players kind of work together you know it's like left half right half brain mm-hmm. kind of a thing going on there it's so like kind of reminded me of it what were you thinking of, Mike? So
2: the, the biggest and most recent example of it um, is actually Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U. There are yes. a handful of levels where all four players are riding the same vehicle, mm-hmm. and the, and all the players have to synchronize their control movements to steer the vehicle, oh, and the game actually... actually averages it out.
0: They do that in the Donkey Kong game on, on yeah, and they the Wii did it. as They've well been doing for the minecart thing. Uh,
2: like I think I the only one I know for sure that does it is the first Mario Party. Some of the uh, some of the two v two games uh, work that way. Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's an interesting idea. It's very it seems to me very hard to get right. Um, yeah. Like Mario 3D World, there were definitely times when I was really yelling at people <laughs> to get their shit together, <laughs> so the dragon would not slide off of the course when you had to do the power slide. Yeah. Um, oh. But uh, it's it is interesting, and, and uh, you know I really like out of the box thinking in terms of, of co op. Like I've mentioned it before, but you know one of the best non co like co op games that's not really co op is, is Brothers. Like mm-hmm. that that's ostensibly a co-op game um but you're controlling both people at once so I, I think it's
0: really it, it'd be interesting to see it done in a first person shooter like it wouldn't take as a developer it shouldn't take much to implement something like that if you're literally just taking the averages of the inputs and stuff yeah. um and then it, 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 you know it could be potentially hilarious also extremely frustrating but when it works it could also be really rewarding um I don't know. It'd have to be a very arcadey kind of a game. You couldn't do it with like a like Sniper Elite or something like that, where it's pinpoint accuracy and or what worried if they about did, that. But did
2: something like the uh, the Street Pass mode in Shovel Knight, where each player takes a turn inputting you know yeah. a sequence of of buttons, and then you know you have no idea what the ne- what each player did, and then it just it's a versus mode in that game, yeah. but it's like, so I, I record three sets of like 10 seconds of action, and then that's your fight, and when you street pass other people, your fight encounters their fight, and mm-hmm. you battle that way. It's, it's You
0: actually just reminded me of something that just occurred recently, and that's the the, the Twitch Plays Pokemon, is yes, essentially yeah, this, right?
2: That's, it, actually, yeah, that's exactly it. The Fish Plays so. Pokemon. Yeah, it yeah used you used an didn't... algorithm to average out that like it would, each command it would roll, like, it would take a couple seconds, pull everybody's commands, and then average out what won, and then that would be the accepted command.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I mean, there was thousands of people playing it at one time, and they, they completed the game. Uh, they, they played through a bunch of them, actually. They, they've
2: completed up to Jesus, I think they're almost to like, they were at like black and white, so like the DS games. yeah. I can't crazy. imagine
3: how long that takes.
2: Hundreds of hours per.
0: Yeah. Well, I so, wonder where yeah, that so, fish is. <laughs> so, so Lane from Illinois, thank you for the voicemail. It was a very interesting topic. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. So yeah, uh, other than that, I think that's probably about it for the show. T-shirts. Anything you guys think of I, I missed? T-shirts. No. T- well, yes, no more, uh, new yes. t-shirt store. You're wearing Where it one. is. Yes, oh, yeah. it just came today. Actually, Just in like that so, color? Uh, we how comfy yeah, is it? It's very comfy. It's that kind of that soft, tagless cotton stuff, real stretchy, and yeah, I, I dig it. Nice. Um, so we launched a new T-shirt store with uh, T Public, and uh, T Public's a website that allows the community to kind of create their own uh, designs and publish them and stuff like that. So what's different about it this time is not only do we have our own shirt and probably more hopefully soon uh we're also like curating a store of co-op themed t-shirts Ooh. made by other uh people so uh we'll be adding stuff to there every couple of weeks kind of taking a peek around see what's new and uh we've got there's a couple let's see there's a dark souls 2 shirt in there that's kind of cute there's a couple of different ones but uh just uh what's the what's the link i think it's just tpublic slash co-optimus
1: Let's see. slash store That's slash right optimus
0: slash store slash slash cooptimist yeah. with the dash so slash yeah we got a portal one we've got a dota 2 one bubble bobble actually a couple portal ones some borderlands uh, and then there's some pretty neat things like there is a mashup with double dragon and Star Wars and teenage mutant ninja turtles are always good and but yeah so head on over there get yourself a t-shirt we got multiple colors uh i'm wearing a kind of a teal one we have gray i think what do we what else do we do it on let's red do we do red i don't know if we did yeah, red. red
1: red, gray and blue
0: yeah okay so awesome yeah it came out I'm pretty i'm pretty happy with it seems pretty quality hopefully uh I, you know i've had a couple of, it's the same company that does t fury mm-hmm. um t public so uh, those shirts have held up pretty well for me. I've had a, I've gotten a couple of shirts over the years from, from T Fury, um, so yeah. Boom. So that's it. Uh, let's go to the cheat code hotline. It looks like Mike is prepared with something. So Mike, what do we got tonight?
2: I can't find my my cheat code book right now because I re- I moved some stuff around in my office. But I have an Uh-oh. artifact, and I'd like to inform you that Star Fox sixty four is coming out in June nineteen ninety seven. Nice, and it comes <laughs> comes with the new N64 Rumble Pack.
0: Oh, the Rumble and Pack! I remember that. I forgot to. Sh- Ladies you and gentlemen, expi- this is Whoa. what direct marketing was. <laughs> yeah. Back in the nineties, I,
2: I also that. have a Donkey Kong Country one of these uh, lying around.
0: Did, did Star Fox need the expansion pack, or was it just no, Donkey it, Kong Country? It came Country with the Rumble Pack.
2: With- um, Donkey okay. Kong 64 is what the expansion pack came with. Okay. But yeah, I just thought, you know, I've been digging through my old Nintendo Power stuff for it, and so this was the first thing I had off the top deck, and still in good condition. It's, uh. I'm kind of curious as to what's on this if I watched it again, but I don't have a PCR at the moment. It's porn. But yeah, you should check out (laughs) Star Fox 64, it's a hell of a game. You can play it on 3DS.
0: God, it's 17 years ago. Yes. Over 17 That's years. That's crazy. Yep,
2: yeah, you're right. We're old. <laughs> We're old now. <laughs> I mean, uh, next year, Chrono Trigger is going to be 20 years old. Shut up. God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All
0: right. Uh, let's talk voicemail. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail like Lane did, our number is 646-926-6748. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us, uh, you know, what, ask us what we should talk about, or uh, I don't know, anything. Give us a good game idea like Elaine did, and we'll discuss it. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Coop the Cast, Episode One Twenty Nine. Newsletter. News. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. I forgot about that. So yeah, we we started a newsletter. Uh, you can sign up for it on the website. It's under the. I just actually moved it. We had it on the top bar. There's a Stay Connected. Uh, menu item under our more content link you can sign up for it there Uh, we're going to do monthly newsletters i don't know trying something a little different so yeah all right well that's the show thanks gentlemen and thanks for listening